Welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. Today, I'm honored to be with uh, Miss, Mrs. Marianne Williamson. She's an American author, spiritual leader, and political activist. She has written 14 books, including four New York Times number one bestsellers. She is the founder of Project Angel Food, a volunteer food delivery program that serves homebound people with HIV, AIDS, and other life-threatening illnesses. She is also the co-founder of Peace Alliance, a nonprofit education and advocacy organization supporting peace building projects. She has frequently appeared on the Oprah Winfrey Show. Williamson ran for the presidency in 2020, and it seems again like Miss Marion Williamson will be, not will be, but is running again for the presidency of the United States. Welcome to Politics Done Right, Marianne Williamson. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well, thank you. And thank you for having me back. Well, you know, um, I found it interesting. And let me tell you what, why I wanted to get you on today. There's a tweet that came over my thread and it said, this dude will be treated as serious by press, but not Marianne Williamson, who is already polling higher than he ever will. Who are we talking about? We're talking about Asa Hutchinson, who just jumped into the race to be the president of the United States on the Republican side. And evidently, the entire establishment and media have gone crazy. This is going to be likely the Trump killer. And we have Median Williamson now polling at over 10%. People might not understand what that means. Talk to me. Well, Asa Hutchinson, as you said, he's part of the political class. He's been, I think, wasn't he governor and senator from Arkansas? Arkansas. Yeah. And uh, he's a more moderate, I, I believe, a Republican. And so, of course, it would be part of the scuttlebutt and it would get attention. Um, what Crystal Ball, who wrote that tweet, is referring to, of course, is the fact that I, on the Democratic side, am primarying the president or whoever else will run. He hasn't announced yet. And as you said, I'm polling at 10 percent. So under normal circumstances, and there has been a lot of attention given to this, but there is still um, the, the narrative coming from some quarters of the Democratic establishment is that we should ignore Miriam Williamson because we have already decided that our candidate will be Joe Biden and that everybody else should clear the field. Uh, in order to make a stronger case in front of the uh, against the Republicans in 2024. Obviously, I disagree with that or I wouldn't be running. My belief is that um, I am the best candidate to run against the Republicans in 2024 because I am not part of that political club. You know, it's almost like high school or something. Um, the narrative then is that I'm unqualified. But what they see as qualified is someone who is so entrenched within that system that they know how to perpetuate it. My qualification is that I could help disrupt it. So there is a sense that if somebody's not one of them or coming from what they see as the qualified group, that we should just ignore it. And that's what she's talking about there. Now, my position is, first of all, this is a democracy and it should be the the voters who decide uh, who will be the candidate in the general election, not men, you know, sitting around a table smoking cigars as though it was 100 years ago. Um, in addition to that, though, I find it very interesting what the Constitution actually says. 
The Constitution says that in order to run for president, you have to have been born here, you have to have lived here for 14 years, and you have to be 35 years old or older. Now, I think it's so interesting here, because if the founders had wanted to say you had to have been a governor, you had to have been a senator, you had to have been a congressman, you have to have been a lawyer, they would have. And I think it's very significant that they did not. They were saying that every generation gets to determine for itself what skill sets in a leader they feel are most required to answer the challenges of a particular time in our history. And um, I submit to voters that someone being so entrenched in that system is not necessarily what we should consider qualification for cutting the cord with a clearly dysfunctional uh, era of our history and giving birth to another one. Why would we look to that system at this point to disrupt itself? It won't. It's time for the people to step in. Ms. Williamson, let me just uh, say something. While uh, as a as a host, I can't take certain uh, positions and candidates, et cetera, it behooves me on something specific here. Uh, you alluded to the point that you had to be of a certain class. And if the founders had wanted to be, uh, wanted it to be a former congressperson or former governor or whatever, that somehow they would make that clear. But the fact that the establishment has reacted to a Donald Trump, who it was neither of any of that, who's been proven to not even support the military, to have someone who has shown complete disregard for the laws of the country, and he still gets the notion of that he could possibly be president again. He gets the notion that uh, just, you know, like what he says has any value. You have written several books. You have done quite a bit of studies. Why is it that a guy as inept as Donald Trump gets coverage and someone like you who is more red and has done more things uh, philanthropically for people <clears throat> don't? Well, if you look back to 2016, um, at the very beginning of that race, Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders were getting roughly the same amount of people at their at their uh, rallies. The press thought it was funny. Les Moonves, who was head of CBS at that time, said uh, bad for America, but good for CBS. They knew that it would that coverage of Donald Trump would uh, get them. You know, people found it. You know, this was the man who had been on that television show. Uh, was it The Apprentice that he was on? Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. And then also at that time, the Democrats, uh, theoretically, what we heard, Hillary Clinton, et cetera, thought it was good for them for it to beat Donald Trump because they could they could beat him more easily. Obviously, they were mistaken. So the press went along with it and because it was a profit driven venture for them and they thought that would get more more viewers. Now, another interesting thing there is that. The Republican voters don't have the codependent relationship with the RNC that Democrats have with the DNC. So the, remember, the Republican establishment did not want Donald Trump in 2016. And their message to their voters was, you can you can vote for Jeb Bush, you can vote for Marco Rubio, you can vote for John Kasich or whatever. And the Republican voters said, no, we want Trump. On the Democratic side, there is this codependency. There is this strange lack of independent thought, it seems to me, among Democratic voters, where the DNC says we're going with Biden. So all of these other politicians just line up, we're going with Biden. It's just so strange. It's um, 
And then this idea that anyone who would dare to primary him, you know, I grew up at a time when Eugene McCarthy primaried Lyndon Johnson, Bobby Kennedy primaried Lyndon Johnson. Nobody suggested that it was weird. Um, well, Kennedy primaried Carter, didn't he? Well, but see, this is interesting because the Democratic Party elite, establishment elite argue, yes, but every time an incumbent Democratic uh, president is primaried, he loses, almost as though Teddy Kennedy lost the election. Ronald Reagan defeated Carter, not Teddy Kennedy. Right. So, you know, I, I, I believe in my experience being with voters is that the voters aren't thinking about those games. The voters are thinking about how could I get health care? How can I send my kids to college? That's where that's how can uh, I get a living wage. Uh, that's what the voters care about. They, you know, those games don't interest. And also the voters hear me when I say, you want to think real hard about whether or not the kids, for instance, are, are the young people of America going to show up uh, to go to battle for Joe Biden in the general election after he just approved the Willow Project? And they're already feeling so passionately the pain of insecurity regarding the survivability of the planet in 100 years. Um, I, I would argue that it's illogical to just assume that uh, Joe Biden could beat the Republican in 24 because he beat him in 20. I'm grateful to the president. I think anyone on the in the you know Democratic side is grateful to the president for defeating um uh, defeating but this is going to be a different year and i think this year we have to match the intensity and match the um the energy uh, that they're going to be throwing at us and i believe that's what i bring to the table i think you're you're you know uh you're absolutely right with respect to uh, the the energy has to be brought uh in 2024 and i think we are dreaming to believe that uh first of all that it's absolutely going to be Donald Trump. And the, the truth of the matter is, that if it's not Donald Trump, I think the Democratic Party, the Democrats are going to be in trouble. Because I think when you talk about energy, et cetera, and the youth and bringing somebody else that has a picture, it, that does have some say. Moreover, you spoke about the different policies specifically that most Americans want that many are running to the center today. If you take a look at what they're doing today, they're running to a mythical center where right. the American people are not. It is not. a mythical center. You are so right. It is mythical. And therefore, it is delusional to think that's where you should be walking. The Democratic Party elite almost seem intent on shrinking their base. Exactly. Turning that, their that, back, they're turning their back on the people who should be like, like the youth uh, and the progressive youth. Uh, youth, democratic youth tend to be more progressive and they're being treated like unruly children who need to sit down and just do what the grownups tell them. And the narrative is suggesting that these grownups, that's another myth, uh, they've got this. They don't got this. Well, and, they, they haven't had it in quite a while. I mean, uh, the truth of the matter is, let, let, let's be real. I, I, I love that that uh, Biden defeated uh, Trump. But Biden defeated Trump by less electoral, well, less votes in electoral important state than Hillary did. Yes, Hillary won by three popular votes and, and, and uh, uh, Biden won by seven million popular vote. But Biden won the electoral states by only 40,000 votes, while Clinton by 70,000 votes. And that number should scare 
every single Democrat who doesn't want to ensure that going forward, we have the policies that people really want. It's so extraordinary because, like I said, it's just this lining up uh, with what the DNC uh, has to say, even though if you look at poll after poll after poll, the American people want today what they indicated that they wanted uh at the at the end of World War II, they want universal health care. They want tuition free college and, and tech schools. They want free child care. They want paternity and maternity leave. They want guaranteed sick pay and they want a guaranteed livable wage. And this is what's different now, I think, having run in 2020. The American people have woken up. The American people get it. The American people are now like, what the hell? Why is it that the citizens of every other advanced democracy have those things? But we don't. So there's always been this, oh, it's very complicated. And I think people are understanding, no, it's actually not complicated so much as it's corrupt. Uh, The only reason we don't have universal health care is because of profits for the insurance companies. The reason we have Americans rationing rationing their their insulin, the reason we have 18 million Americans who can't afford to pay for the prescriptions that their doctors give them, the only reason we have 68,000 people who are um, dying every year from lack of health care, 85 million people who are uninsured or underinsured, is because of profits for the insurance companies and the pharmaceutical companies. We don't have common sense gun laws because of the profits for gun manufacturers. We have so many carcinogens in our food because of profits for for um, big food, big agriculture, big chemical companies. We don't have a clean energy grid yet because of profits for big oil. And we have foreign policy, which is far too dominated by profit making of defense contractors. Let me tell you something. This secret is out. Yes. I think that what I just said is the big truth that is the only thing powerful enough to defeat the big lies that are going to be coming from the Republicans in 2020. Absolutely, Marianne. When we talk about uh, insurance, health insurance, and I want you to touch on this before we end, because I want the older, generally speaking, our older voters are kind of the ones that believe they want to be more centered not realizing that center does not solve their problems. Let's give an example here. Uh, Medicare was something everybody could count on. They could count on having the independence of going to their own doctor, et cetera. Medicare Advantage is just the privatization of Medicare. Uh, What would you do? Would you ensure if, if you were to become the candidate to start supporting the policies that we're talking about to end all this attempt at the privatization of care for the elderly, et cetera? First of all, we have half of our uh, elderly population living on $25,000 and less a year. And one of the reasons why uh, the financial burden is so hard on our elderly people is because of health care costs, even with Medicare. Because remember, the the uh, the the crisis is not just lack of insurance, it's underinsurance. Exactly. Right? Right. So, you know, I I was talking to a doctor one day who said I used to give people a prescription and I used to talk about a a treatment that they needed. The question used to be, uh, what are the side effects? The question now is, what will it cost? And that includes people on Medicare, because then you have to Medicare Advantage, Medicare Advantage A, Medicare Advantage B, and it just wears people down. This is why we need to get rid of all of that. We need a universal health care system. Medicare, we know how to work Medicare. It becomes a Medicare for all, and it's not nearly as complicated as they say. This is not a government-run run, uh, run uh, situation. It's government-funded. This is pro-business. 
business, by the way. This will help businesses to just get that off the table so it's not even something that they have to think about. Okay, now thinking from the political strategy right now, um, we all, if we want to be honest, there, there is a lot that's getting that likely as, as you bump up into the polls, uh, there's a lot of things that will likely need uh, that fast response team. Have you already started to gather your fast response team to cover some of those issues? Both of us know will be, uh, will be the, the initial phase of attack. On well, you. they've already started, you know, they, you know, they've, they've, they've already done it. They, they've, there have been three pretty big uh, hits. They've, uh, you know, I know how they treated me when I was a mere inconvenience last time. So uh, yeah, they've already started. So give me an example of the, of the fast response that I'll need and I'll see if I can, can do it with you here. Oh, no, no, I don't, I, we're not going to go there. I just okay. want to make sure that you are ready for uh, the, to have a fast response team, because in these political times and the speed at which social media moves, it's going to be something that has to get done. Well, you know, the problem with uh, with that is the real question, the real challenge becomes when to respond at all. Right. Because sometimes when you respond, you appear defensive or you you actually are bolstering the very the attention. You know, you're actually giving attention to the attack. Uh, I believe. For the most part, I mean, some of it's just lies, and I and I and I try to explain that. But sometimes I think the best you can do is be who you are and say what you believe. And people, I believe that that's what people really want. Um, in the meantime, yeah, you try to respond. I know when Let when the president's press secretary said something about me. I made a video, but I can't make a video about every attack or then it just becomes, it looks like I'm whining. Oh, how they treated me. So it's real difficult. To well, I, I, I don't think it's for, I, I, I tell you the same thing I've told other democratic candidates in my humble opinion. I don't think it's about you uh, responding, but it's about leaving nothing unanswered. It doesn't have to be Marion Williamson, or it doesn't have to be whomever else runs for the democratic ticket. It's just that, that, Democrats have a tendency to leave things unanswered and everything I think should be answered. Well, it's a problem though, because it's, it's back to like, when was the last time you beat your wife? <laughs> you know, it's like, but I didn't beat my wife, you but know, you know, like, you know, let me tell you how someone, I didn't mock a fat person. Or a, so let fat. me tell you how I use those things. And I have suggested to other candidates to use. Okay, please things. do. Let me give an example here in Texas. We don't have uh, the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act, which means that over 2000 Texans die every every day. So when when somebody uh, attacks a Democratic candidate that says you are soft on crime, uh, the answer is you have put guns in the people's hands and you have put a logical gun in the people's head as you've denied them coverage and caused the implicit murder of our citizens. In other words, I, I always turn That's an attack good. right around to show that what they are doing is pretty much projection on what actually occurred. Well, I'd love your help when they start coming after me. I, I mean, I think that was a brilliant pivot. What you Well, just I mean, said. It, it's the, the truth about it, uh, Miran, is that it is reality. You know, it's it's not they may come with a lie, but you respond to the lie with a reality, a real state. Republicans in Texas are, oh. in fact, killing Texans. 
Yeah, it's like when people say I'm anti-science. Well, I think the anti-science person is uh, the president who has approved of the Willow Project, even though scientists, scientists, scientists have said that if we continue to um, extract oil from the ground the way we have been, uh, that this planet could become uninhabitable. So who's anti-science here? Also, the issue of who takes illness. Uh, people say you don't take illness seriously. Who is it that doesn't take illness seriously? Me, who's standing for uh, Medicare for all universal health care or the president who said that he would veto a Medicare for all bill if it came to his desk. And and those are the arguments one would make. Those are the arguments one would make in, in, in response to when whenever folks come, especially when it's against a policy, a humane policy that makes right. lives better for the vast majority of American citizens. Well, uh, Ms. Williamson, in closing, why don't you give me a closer? Let my audience know um, why it is that they must uh, give you a serious thoughts when they're so scared that if they get anyone other than Biden, it's death of the uh, the, democ- the American democracy. Well, I do understand that we all want the authoritarian neo-fascist threat that is at our door, indisputably. Uh, All of us who recognize that take very seriously how important it is that the Democrat win, that the Republican candidate, if it is one of those candidates, does not win in 2024. There is no doubt about that. Um, We're grateful. I'm certainly grateful. I know most of us are uh, to the president for defeating Donald Trump in 2020. But 2024 will be a very different year. And there's going to be a wave of energy coming at us in 2024. And what we must do is meet that energy. And they're going to be coming at us with big lies. And the only way to defeat that is with big truths. Now, the president is planning to make his slogan, his message, that the economy is doing well. But that is contrary to the visceral experience of the majority of Americans. The economy is only doing well for 20% of Americans. For 80% of Americans, life is a continuous and chronic economic struggle. So to say that the economy is doing well is, is not the message it is going to win in 2024. The message it's going to win in 2024 is not one in which the Democrats are offering to help you survive an unjust system. The message is going to win in 2024 is one in which we say, we're gonna end the unjust system. We're going to do more than have some incremental changes here that might make it a little bit better here or there. The answer, the winning message for 2024 is that we need to make a complete economic U-turn because over the last 48 years, $50 trillion, There has been a massive transfer of wealth in the shape of $50 trillion that has gone from the bottom 90% of Americans to the top 1%. The average American worker has been squeezed and has been exploited by a trickle-down economic mindset, which while it began with the Republicans, we should face the fact no Democrats stopped it. And it is time for us to end that chapter of American history. It is time for a season of repair because of all the tremendous damage that this has done. It has done damage to people's bodies. When I was growing up, Blue Cross Blue Shield was a nonprofit. It has done damage to people's ability to get educated. Until the 1960s, there was tuition-free college in this country. It has left people falling apart on the inside and on the outside. In the richest country in the world, there is no reason 
for the average American to live with chronic economic struggle. So the answer to win in 2024 is not to somehow gaslight people so they feel it's not as bad as it is. The way to win in 2024 is to admit that it's as bad as it is and to commit to the complete, not just alleviation of stress, but a complete economic turnaround in the form of universal health care, in the form of tuition-free college and tech schools, in the form of free child care, in the form of uh, pay, paid leave, family leave and sick pay and a guaranteed li livable wage. That is what I'm standing for. That is the big truth. The big truth is that things are not okay. So the politicians on the Democrats are gonna say, well, basically they're okay. They're not okay. And they can be okay, but not until we face the fact that uh, the majority of American people suffer and suffer unnecessarily chronic hardship economically. It is only because of this unjust rigged economy in the United States and the president we need is someone who will call that, who will name it, and who will do everything possible to change it. Midian Williamson, presidential candidate, Democrat, 2024. Thank you so kindly for this, uh, this on-your-fly interview uh, this afternoon. Well, it was lovely being with you. People can learn more by going to Marianne 2024. And uh, you said before, you know, why must people vote for me? Obviously, people don't have to vote for me. I wouldn't even say should vote for me. I would say, however, that I'm deeply honored if people will give me a listen, will look up, will if you feel that this is an agenda that needs to be submitted and that uh, the Democratic or independent voters should have a chance to vote for with which to face the Republicans in 2024, I hope you will go to Mary in 2024. Do what you can support. And uh, let's continue with this thing uh, and have a season of repair and a new beginning in the United States. Thank you so kindly for having been Thank on you. Politics Done Thank Right. You. Marianne Williamson. Always nice to see you. Thank you. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.